Good morning, and this is Jeeves, all the way over the Atlantic. Good afternoon, this is Krishna coming to you from London. And this is and this episode is Random three, Conversations on Xbox Chat. Episode 3 of Random Conversations on Xbox Chat. On Xbox Chat. How are you, Jeeves? Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, it's been pretty interesting, actually, over here. Um, a lot of a lot of news seems to have uh, you know, a lot of news seems to have come over the feeds, and you know, I've been consuming it rather voraciously. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. It seems. How about yourself? It seems like you've been really, really busy with work. Yes. Well, work is work is work. It's the middle of the year, and it's coming up on it's coming up in tax time. So. For all the other, for all our U.S. listeners, get on your taxes. It's very important. Uh, blah blah blah. The f- first time ever that I haven't had to file taxes in the U.S. So uh, quite enjoying that. And actually, in the U.K., you don't need to file taxes at all if you don't, if you don't. Uh, so if you have only, if you have only employment income, you don't need to file taxes. So it's actually uh, I been. I presume that your employer does it for you. No, you just don't need to file. Uh, you don't need to file any paperwork, cause, cause, cause the tax gets deducted at source. So you pay taxes, but but you're but you're not really filing any paperwork, and you don't have any extra deductions. Nothing. It's all really simple. It's all done at source. Hmm. Oh well, you know the old the old world can teach the new world something about <laughs> simplicity. Um, so getting into topic one of 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 the week, since the last time we spoke, the new iPad has been uh, released, and yes, it is the new iPad, not the iPad 3, not the iPad HD, and uh, like everybody expected, it has a Retina uh, a Retina screen. Uh, which is slightly different from the Retina display on the iPhone. Uh, though though Steve Jobs made a big deal about the iPhone Retina screen being 300-odd pixels per inch, the screen on the, on the iPad is only about 260 pixels per inch, but the rationale being that it's a larger screen, so you don't need to hold hold it you don't need to hold it as close to your to your to your face as you would do an iPhone uh, that's that's hogwash for the most part they they just know that they couldn't they couldn't actually match the same number uh, the same pixel density so they came up with a new story and just it's all good marketing but for the most part it's still a fantastic display to get that kind of resolution on a to get that kind of resolution on a small screen, heck, I don't even have that kind of resolution on my 24-inch monitor. I agree, and uh, I agree that it's a bit of hogwash, and I was a little bit disappointed that that it wasn't the same higher pixel density as you have on the iPhone. Um, but from a technical point of view. I guess it does make sense because when they introduced uh, the iPhone Retina, they just doubled the pixel uh, resolution in each direction, and they've done the same thing on on the iPad as well. They've doubled it, which makes uh, which 
which means that you can't get up to the same 326 ppi or whatever it is um, without actually making the screen more than double the uh, resolution yep and well but uh, but that so that they did because from a technological perspective they also wanted to keep continuity there's one thing that apple's always good about is making sure that they have a uniform consistent experience and in this case people can automatically uh, can automatically scale up to the new resolution from their old uh, from their old um, uh, graphics within their apps and everything's good. There's no major change in resolution, unlike Android, which comes up with a new resolution version every three weeks. <laughs> um, so, 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 have you actually seen the new iPad? No, I couldn't get past. Uh, I couldn't somehow couldn't get past the crowd of rabid uh, zombies in front <laughs> of the store. Um, they were all dressed in white, but um, I, I'm pretty sure they were zombies because there was a lot of drooling around. No, no, all kidding aside, though, uh, the uh, the one thing I really, really appreciate about the iPad, just from specs alone, more than anything else, I haven't had a chance to play with it, right? But from all indicators and the specifications, the battery associated with the iPad is a true marvel. Yes, to right to get it has an LTE to, to get nine Sorry, hours to get nine odd hours on LTE. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes. And now, can you imagine if you don't even turn LTE on and you just have Wi-Fi, just how how much time are you likely to get? Nine hours on LTE is crazy. Yep. yep. Um, so, so uh, I just want to go back a second and clarify that the resolution on the new iPad is actually 2048 by 1536 and that is incredibly high uh, and uh, no screen that I have ever uh, that I have ever owned comes even close to that sort of uh, resolution um, and I did actually on the day after its uh, release I found myself found myself near a mall with an Apple store so, so I did go in and take 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 a look at it um, and I got an Apple store employee to show me to show me the that the, there was an Apple store employee carrying around an iPad too um, because I think they actually use that to to manage customers and to make to make their sales etc and I asked yep. if I could compare compare the screens on the two devices. And to be honest, at at first glance, it didn't seem that impressive to me. Um, just looking at the two screens side by side, compared the same apps, compared some of the same screens on those apps, and uh, yeah, it looks slightly clearer. It looks slightly more enhanced. Um, but but it's not it didn't uh, blow my mind like I was expecting it to but I think what the I think what will happen is that is that is that is that as more and more apps come out to support uh, the the new screen resolution um, it'll make it a lot a lot harder to go back to the older resolution 
once people are used to the uh, new resolution because I know for a fact that after using my 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 iPhone 4s when I look at my look at the screen on 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 the Android phone it looks terrible and God knows when I watch a non HD TV show or something on TV that's not in HD it looks really bad to me yeah but that I mean it that's it, it, almost a nostalgia factor associated with it now it's like oh my god it's in standard definition what is this the 1990s yep yep <laughs> exactly uh, but uh, back to the battery that you were talking about yes it's supposed to be an excellent battery and I and that's and that's really incredible that they're able to to cram in so much battery life into a device like that and and I think going forward battery is really going to be the limiting factor on these devices especially as uh, we move to LTE chips um, that consume more power well, but that's see, I I don't necessarily believe that that's going to be the case uh, because they're looking to innovate in both ways, right? Uh, one of the things that uh, one of the things I noticed is that there was no revolutionary technology used for the battery, yeah. right? They crammed in more battery into the space, but for the most part, all the other components were small enough that yeah, they have a very large battery. It's heavier than the iPad yeah. 2. It's a little thicker than the iPad 2, but it's still just a massive battery, same technology as the iPad yep. 2, in terms of, it's it's not like it's, um, you know, some revolutionary method of charging, no revolutionary method of storing uh, the electron charge in some way, nothing, yep. right? There are two factors that you have uh, that uh, you have to consider when, when, we're, uh, when we're looking at it from a technological uh, evolution standpoint. One, LTE chips aren't going to consume as much power as we go by, yep. right? As we uh, as we increase our technology capabilities, LTE chips, WiMAX, whatever it is, our 4G technology is going to get uh, less intense, uh, less intense of a workout on our batteries. That's one. Two, I'm waiting for that truly revolutionary battery, right? When we can all carry nuclear fuel cells in our pockets, <laughs> although I wouldn't want to put a nuclear fuel cell right next to, you know, my sensitive areas, but oh well. No, yeah, and uh, and and we are essentially on the same battery technology, positive negative charges flowing from one end of, of the battery to another that we've been using for 30, 40 years. It's the same thing we studied in high school chemistry, right? Battery technology hasn't really yep. progressed in the same vein as other technologies have. Um, what we have been able to do is is to make it smaller and smaller and thereby squeeze more out of the same technology. But it's still the same basic technology. Yeah, all we can do is just refine it, and it sometimes it gets more efficient. But for the most part, we still haven't come up with a completely new method. I mean, I, if you consider that I had a lithium-ion battery way back when in 1998, yep. and we're still on lithium-ion batteries. It, these days, when you go to the store, it's pretty much okay. Do you want a nickel-cadmium, which is pretty much phased out due to heavy metals, uh, this nickel-metal hydride? Uh, lithium ion and lithium polymer yep. 
none of which have any major advantages over the other except in charging technology, as in how fast it takes to charge again, but there's a trade-off for how fast you want to charge mm-hmm. something. So that's that's where the true impact is going to be when we move on to new devices. Um, most most Android devices just wanted to be the first ones out there. Um, you, I mean, you have to give kudos to Apple to say, okay, fine, if I'm going to create something, I'm going to give you the exact same um, the exact same experience that you're used to with a little bit extra kicked in, yeah. right? 10 hours of battery life. Android was more along the lines of, you want LTE, we'll give you fast. I'm not too sure about everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something that that's something I definitely have to give to Apple. Mo- much as I love to hate Apple, there are some things that they are willing to do without compromising on, and that that at least is that at least is pointing the way for everyone else to get out there and get their stuff I done. I hope so. And very quickly, the other uh, new things on this iPad is a new camera uh, that records in full HD, as well as a faster processor the a5x although i actually recording uh a recording from your ipad and shooting uh, pictures from your ipad can seem kind of awkward but the thing i keep uh, hearing is that this is the first device that lets you record in full 1080p hd as well as actually see your playback in that same resolution while recording. Um, actually, yes, I believe that that would be the case because there's no other device out there that has full HD resolution on their screen. So, by definition, it would win as full HD playback. It's not necessarily that any other device can even compete because no other device has that kind of resolution on their screen. But it's still not an apples to apples comparison. There are plenty of other devices out there. I actually find it kind of Ironic that you mentioned the processor because I almost forgotten about it, and the um, and some of the statistics that were mentioned at the t- at the time of the Apple announcement regarding just how fast this supposed A5X processor was. I did find the I did find some of those results to be rather spurious. I mean, given the fact that even Nvidia uh, found it rather um, interesting and couldn't figure out where some of those numbers came from, the Let's just say that A5X not really a factor when it comes to the new iPad. And uh, actually, that makes an interesting point that I've been thinking of off late, and I have heard the other uh, podcast pundits speak about is that if you go back to the 1980s and 1990s, the reason that Apple sort of got left behind in the PC wars is because they they could just not keep up with uh, Wintel, with the Wintel consortium when it came to specifications, right? Um, uh, because because Steve Jobs would turn around and say, uh, uh, look at this, it looks, it looks really good and it does everything that you want it to do. But the Wintel guys would come out and say, oh, uh, 500 MB hard drive, 286, 386 64 megabytes of ram blah 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 and throw about the numbers and uh, beat apple at the numbers game but in this a uh, new uh, resurgent uh in this new resurgent apple i think what's happening is that they are 
concentrating far less on the specs. There was not even one mention of exactly the the number of CPU cycles that this that this new processor uh, 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 runs at. They don't talk about the amount of RAM in the iPad, although now we know it's doubled to 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 one gig. Um, what they do talk about is things that actually matter to consumers. They talk about battery life. They talk about uh, retina screens. They talk about um, they talk about uh, uh, the best camera. They talk about HD video qu quality on the camera. And I think this is a big reason why why Apple is doing much better this time around is because this appeals to the less geeky consumers out there. They are able to understand this and it's only geeks like you and me who actually care about the amount of RAM in this in it or the exact resolution of the screen etc etc i i'm not 100% sure that i would uh, uh, i would agree entirely because here's here's one thing the only stuff that apple actually publishes any real specifications for is the stuff that they win at oh yeah everything else <laughs> is not important oh absolutely no no and that's and that's yes i agree with that it's a primary piece of marketing, right? They they have the best screen for right now. Bam! They produce the actual resolution of that screen and the number, the exact number of pixels per inch, right? When they publish the Retina screen, yes. then um, uh, the actual battery life, you know, they uh, they publish that, right? But we we tend to be interested in some of the other backdoor dealings, right? Not because we're interested in we're interested in specifications for specifications itself but it becomes rather important like why why is ram important right if you were to explain this to a consumer you'd be able to say because i want to have a couple of different applications running in the background at the exact same time without having some of them closed on me or or what is more likely to be the case for the average consumer have more than five browser tabs open at the same time so 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 this this is probably a conversation for another day but i've been uh, thinking a lot about about whether people actually even understand what a browser is and from a couple of things i have read and seen and heard a lot of people don't and it's just things that things that we take for granted that uh, you and I take for granted. We understand a browser. We understand a web page. We understand a server. We understand resolutions. I think a, a lot of people just don't get it. But but that's probably a conversation, longer conversation for another day. True enough. True enough. Shout. So. <laughs> So, I mean, so, you know, the iPad is a fantastic topic and that's something that we can go on for quite a while. And we, we haven't yet really seen uh, much of the uh, impact just yet besides um, a number that was, thrown out, uh, that was thrown out there of 3 million iPads sold in the first weekend. Um, and that's something that we can definitely get into as we go along, right? But related to that, there was a rather interesting move by Google which doesn't really play into the whole Apple versus Google rivalry, but is now the renaming of the Google Android market 
to what's that name again? Um, do you remember? <laughs> Google Play. Something rather silly. Oh yes. Play. I just don't get this. Um, yes, I see the need to c- compete more holistically with the iTunes Store and to sell applications, books, uh, movies, uh, uh, music, as well as you know to to have everything sold in one place. And they're calling it the Google Play Store, but but it. I don't get this name. Um, why would I go to the Google Play Store to get my Android apps? Why would I go to the Google Play Store to get books? To me, that sounds like a place I would go to get games. Games, yes. And well, see, I wonder if they were looking to kind of emphasize that, hey, we've got games too. You know, we're trying to compete with Xbox Live for Windows Phone and iTunes and maybe you want to consider that we've got games too but it seems rather silly in its own way not to mention that it's not really a one-stop shop for all of Google's uh, Google's um, buyable things if you think about the fact that Chrome applications aren't in there oh right yes it's still yes, missing absolutely and I just actually navigated to player.google.com and the first thing I see is on the top of the screen is a carousel type type uh, type thing that f- features the latest jazz uh, uh, musicians features a book called the hunger games and features top albums for $3.99 and don't see anything about games. Oh wait, there's a game called Samurai Zombie Defense. No, but that's the sixth or seventh hmm. thing in the carousel. Um, I, I think it's a confusing move for consumers. How are people going to actually think that oh, Google Play is where I go and get my content from from Google? Well, for the most part, people are just. Gonna, I'm pretty sure that they've flooded the they've flooded Google's uh, help. Uh, or well, actually, if you think about it, there's no real easy way to get to any help with Google. Yeah. So they probably just figured that. Oh, wait, I've lost the market, and they're calling all the carriers now to say what happened to the market. Uh, it's 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 definitely a move in the right direction to uh, rename it because it used to be called the Android Marketplace, and you could. Do a, do 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 a lot more than just Android. There, I mean, you could get uh, movies and music to listen to on your uh, computer from there. So I am glad they renamed it, and to and I am glad they've made it a more unified experience. But but the branding leaves me uh, hanging. Well, the name and the logo actually if you look at the logo I, I mean I, I just saw the logo recently on my phone because I you know it just automatically updated the Android market and for some odd reason I was I was trying to figure out why Sony PlayStation had released their own store and why had it taken up the space of my uh, Android market <laughs> icon yes yes if you look at that icon it is the basic you know it looks like a PS3 kind of color wave um, it's something straight out of yes, Sony. Yes, I agree. It's almost like they've stolen a they've stolen Sony's old designer and done it. Yes, <laughs> um, that is an awkward uh, uh, logo as well. I think uh, 
I think as strong as Google is with their with their developers and and engineers, I think they could use a little help in branding um, and marketing. Branding, design. Yep. Um, there's a little bit that they need. You know, marketing is also probably there. But there, of course, you can't actually beat you can't actually beat the uh, marketing genius that was uh, Steve Jobs. He could convince you to buy just about anything. Yep, yep, yep. Heck, he convinced people to buy iPods <laughs> back when it was more expensive than any other MP3 player known yep. to man. Right? But here's something I find really interesting. Did you just honestly say, and a book called Hunger Games? Do you have no idea what the Hunger Games I are? I have no idea what Hunger Games is. Tell me what Hunger Games is. Oh, wow. Okay, so the Hunger Games is uh, Hunger Games is a book series written for, I suppose, young adults and tweens, but actually not that bad as a book series. Uh, a little bit better than Twilight, and the movie was actually released this weekend. Okay. So you probably have a whole bunch of people, and that's probably why it got top billing on uh, the store. But you've got, probably got a whole bunch of like tweens and oh, uh, you know i have been hearing about this my my twitter feed has been f- filled up with things comparing twilight and the hunger games and i and it never occurred to me to go and read more about it i i, I just assumed it was some some stupid sort of you know uh, some new meme about uh, well, about the Hunger Games and, and Twilight. Now it makes sense. Okay. Thank, thank you, Jeeves. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I I think that for the most part you might actually like reading it. It's three sh- uh, three short mm-hmm. books, um, and it's something that your wife would definitely uh, like uh-huh. to read. But uh, I mean, from the from the world of fiction, there's a new series out there with a new uh, fan club and a new trilogy uh, to look forward to in uh, in Hollywood from uh-huh. Hollywood. So that's just fair warning, something that you might want to look at. But speaking of fiction, um, how's your, how has your uh, um, television episode uh, watching been? Have you seen anything new so lately? So I have just um, caught up, and you will be proud of me for this. I have started watching Battlestar Galactica. Um, I, I, so, so this comes back to to wanting to to watch some more of the. Star Trek type of type Star Trek slash Firefly slash you, you know that sort of that sort genre. of genre and I w- watched and I watched the first season of um, of Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine and I I really didn't enjoy it I started watching it two years ago after the first few episodes gave it up. Then I think it was you who told me, no, you need to persevere. It does get better. I watched a couple more episodes. Didn't quite enjoy it. Yeah, but just not for the first season. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm the Star Trek: D Space Nine's biggest fan, right? I, I really enjoy the show, but I have to agree with you. The first two seasons, it was still finding its footing. It had no real purpose and it only gets good once the war starts so i have now watched the entire first season thanks to the u.s netflix that that i'm able to get here and in and i was just um thinking to myself this morning uh, why is it that i don't like deep space nine and i do like 
say Star Trek Enterprise or Firefly and I think it has a lot to do with the characters the characters in D Deep Space Nine just don't appeal to me and none of the characters really talk to me in any way I can't relate to any of the characters um, but that brings me to Battlestar Galactica I started watching it start watching it earlier this week watched the first two episodes the 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 90 minute episodes uh, really enjoyed those uh, then started on the series yesterday and I go back again to the characters I could immediately relate to a couple of the characters it felt like felt like a show that spent a lot of time developing the character uh, relationships and I am enjoying it so far. Hmm, I actually find that really interesting because if you if you liked Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Enterprise, I'd actually find it quite interesting that you like Battlestar Galactica because for the most part, if you think about it, Star Trek Enterprise and Star Trek The Next Generation, the characters on it were all idealists. They, they, they were out there to explore, right? Their entire idea was building, uh, fostering relationships, uh, making friends. And then you come to Battlestar Galactica, where the majority of the characters are assholes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it is slightly different in that sense. And what struck me is that there's no real alien contact. They don't have a mission apart from self-survival and self-preservation. Uh, they aren't out to explore the galaxy. And like you said, they don't have, they aren't the, they aren't the, they aren't the, the uh, idealists that they are in Star Trek. Um, it is a different sort of, sort of show. And it's, and one thing that came to my mind is that it's perhaps, the TV series Lost, but in space. Haha, <laughs> Lost in space. <laughs> oh God, no. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty bad. No, but it's well, Lost was a lot more confusing. Uh, Battlestar Galactica is not there yet. You're still in the yeah. first season, right? If you completely, if you understand exactly what happens uh, to, uh, to everyone by the end of that show, you should win the Nobel okay. Prize. Um, halfway through the fourth season, I kind of lost track entirely but then again i was uh, i was stuck on the whole weekly episode uh, a mantra of watching Battlestar rather than watching it all mm. at once so maybe i lost a lot of context by you know stuff and life happens in between episodes of uh, television <laughs> shows and i have read but uh, uh, uh yeah, read, go ahead so i did read up a little bit more on wikipedia about how the plot sort of goes on and where it goes because you know I like to do that not only to spoil the show for me but <laughs> to make sure that I am I am investing my time in something worthwhile um, and it did occur to me that towards the end of the fourth fourth season is it because is that when it ends it ends after the fourth season that yep, that fourth season is the season that finale. it starts to get a little bit confused and and just by reading the series synopsis on Wikipedia made me wonder, um, okay, don't quite get where where this ends up. But I am enjoying it for now, and uh, and uh, that's 
and it I yeah uh, I'm enjoying it for now is there has there been any other new show uh, released in the US that you would recommend because I have not f- followed I must say in the last two years if there has been anything really worthwhile I have heard of the show called uh, Grimm and Grimm is a grimmer version of Supernatural so the uh, I mean there have been a number of shows that have been released in the last few years but for the most part it seems like creatively you know nothing coming out on uh, nothing coming out over the broadcast networks has really been amazing if you think about uh, they had a new show that came out on NBC um you know obligatory plug for NBC of course <laughs> uh you've got uh you know you've got, uh, called smash uh which is uh the recreation of a Marilyn Monroe uh, a Broadway musical uh, similar in a uh, similar in um, you know style to the way they do Glee in terms of you know a music uh, music extravaganza but far more mature uh, and, and a lot more uh, the the cast is far better than the Glee cast right you've got less high school drama more uh, backstabbing you know soap opera drama on Smash right but other than that on broadcast television you haven't had too much now on the other hand on the other hand you have game of thrones coming back in a week's mm. time and mad men starts uh, mad men's uh, season premiere is uh, tomorrow night mm-hmm. i believe so you've got the best shows on earth coming back on not broadcast television but cable mm. Right, so that's the that's the trend that seems to be happening over here. Although you uh, although you do have to th- think about the fact that um, Game of Thrones is not entirely original. They're taking a book series that's about 15 years old and throwing it up on television, yeah. but doing a really good job translating it out. That's pretty much all it is. I have heard a lot of good things about Game of Thrones. I haven't sat down to watch it yet. Um, and Mad Men is on my Netflix queue, so so hope to get to it eventually. It's depressing. I will tell you that. Um, uh, my wife has started to watch. Um, oh, she started to watch uh, Downton Abbey, and uh, that's supposed to have a lot of good uh, reviews. I know that is a show in the UK, but I believe it is. It is being aired in the U.S. as well. It is very popular over here, mainly for a whole bunch of memes. But I haven't had a chance to personally check it out. So that's something that I will add to. Uh, I will add to the queue sometime in my uh, free time. Uh, it does seem rather interesting um, because I think that for the most part, there were some parts of it that seemed to be based on a mini series that occurred. Uh, many years before I know that I heard about uh, Downtown Abbey um, many years ago actually so I don't know if it was based on a series or based on something else but I don't have a lot of details on that just Mm. yet okay cool well uh, moving on to our uh, what what we like to wrap up our uh, shows with and I can't believe we've already been podcasting for over 35 minutes where does time fly um but I'd like to talk about a beer I had last weekend and a cigar I bought bought yesterday that uh, that I'm looking forward to trying. 
The beer is called Hoxton Stout. It's made by the Red Church Brewery, which is which is a local London brewery. I paid. If is it actually affiliated with the church? With the Red Church? I yes. don't know what is the Red Church. Oh, I don't know. I was I wasn't <laughs> sure no. if they were just using the uh, using the church's name uh, in vain. That is. A I think thing. they are. I think they are. Um, <laughs> I paid the this the Red Church brewery is actually not very far from where I live, so I must make it a point to go out and see them if they do any tours or tours or anything because it's a really good beer. I did enjoy. It's it's. It's it's a dark caramelly uh, caramelly beer with a bit of chocolate hints. When it when it when I poured it into into a glass, it poured with almost no head, and it was absolutely delicious to drink. Lots of roasted barley taste and uh, and a nice heavy body. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, so I want to go out and see if I can get more, uh, more, uh, more, uh, more uh, beer from the Hawks from the Red Church Brewery. And I also spent a pretty penny yesterday. Um, I don't know why, but it was a nice day in London, and getting out of getting out of work, it just felt like I wanted to to go and splurge on something. That would make me happy. So I went to a to a very well-known and expensive um, tobacconist uh, tobacconist in London and splurged twenty-two pounds on Ooh. a cigar. Yep, that's twenty-two pounds. That's close to forty dollars on a Cuban cigar. It's called the. Hoyo de Monterey Habana, Epicure Number Two. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, and and a link to the cigar will be in the show notes. And I think if you want to check it out, Jeeves, I've put a link in our uh, notes page. Um, it smells absolutely delicious. I'm not a big cigar f- guy. I don't. I probably smoke one or two a year and I'm still learning about them and learning to enjoy them and uh, I'm looking forward to trying this later today hmm, that definitely seems quite interesting um, I mean so cigars is something that you know for the most part I very rarely do or when when we do it's mostly for celebrating a, a very uh, celebrating a momentous occasion as it were and most of the time I can't feel my throat for several days <laughs> afterwards. Yes, I agree. Uh, that's that's the that's the my extent when it comes to cigars but when it comes to beer the Hawks and Stout definitely sounds interesting. I I wonder if uh, I wonder if it's available on tap uh, anywhere over there. I doubt I'll be able to find her on tap uh, over here. But when it comes to beer, last weekend was St. Paddy's oh, yeah. Day. And it was celebrated with much gusto in uh, Philadelphia. And I've got two extremes uh, when it comes to the uh, St. Paddy's Day celebration. Um, uh, I'm almost you know, uh, embarrassed to say, but last week was the first time I actually went out to celebrate 
uh, St. Paddy's Day in the United States in the traditional uh, let's forget this day ever <laughs> happened um, method. Uh-huh. Um, and mainly because it never really happened on a weekend before where I was um, permitted to drink. Mm-hmm. So last last weekend was a lot of fun. I started the day with um, a really, really nice uh, oyster stout. Okay. Looked like Guinness, tasted like chocolate milkshake, and it was divine. Oh, lovely. Right? Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was a on, uh, on tap at the Oyster House nearby uh, in Philadelphia and their their brewing uh, their brewing was actually done by um, I believe it was Yards okay uh, which is a local uh, which is a local brewery and their uh, their claim to fame for that oyster stout is that they actually take um, at the end of the day they collect all the oyster shells that they have grind it up and add it into the mix hmm when they're uh, brewing the beer hmm. so that's how it i mean it it has a fantastic flavor there's uh, there's no hint of brine in there but somehow that that uh, those oyster shells mixed up with something else seems to impart an almost chocolatey fa- flavor into that uh, into that uh, that's beer. so interesting as i said it is fan Fantastic, and whenever you ever do make it over here, trust me, that's one of the places we're going to. Uh, uh, the food itself is, you know, pretty decent, but the beer is to die for, and that's how I started the okay. day. Okay. Right. So that's a good, that's a great way to start. Now, unfortunately, um, ending the day several, you know, beers in, I'm, I would decline to say how many to, uh, you know, so as to uh, not turn state's evidence later, right? But um, I ended the day trying to figure out what was in a glass of green beer. Mm. I can't exactly tell why I decided that I wanted something that was not naturally fermented and somehow seemed to have a number of chemicals in there. But let's just say that the green beer probably had some absinthe in oh. it and it tasted terrible and i'm pretty sure the absinthe did not add the green uh, greenness to the uh, to the beer that greenness was all based to something else but whatever it was it tasted terrible but i felt like an irishman <laughs> that day good 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 i do miss the saint paddy's day celebrations um they don't seem to do it as crazy here as they do it in the US but maybe I should go over to Ireland one one week uh, one year when they would during St. Paddy's Day but uh, but but on that note I've also bought bought tickets to go on the real ale train again I think I told you about this the last yes. time I went I'm going again in May uh, really looking forward to that uh, 14 pounds for the train ride and Two pounds a pint, um, gonna be awesome. That sounds fantastic. And on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap up. Signing uh, off from over the Atlantic. This is and Jeeves from the UK. This is K- Krishna. And ending in ten. Nine, eight, seven, <laughs> six, five, I don't think I don't four, think we need to come down to end, one. but okay.
I'll just cut it off when I 